Um, do you want to be with someone who is on this exploratory path of just now figuring out their identity within that space? That means that you do have to sacrifice certain things. You know, you're not going to get that instant gratification of, of a dom's nature because they do have to learn certain things. Um, or do you want someone that's more experienced and will sort of understand what you're after pretty quickly within your relationship? Welcome to the Daddy Dom Podcast, providing Daddy Dom insights and perspectives to the DDLG and DS relationship, connection, and interactions through conversation and spicy audios. Join me as I continue this journey to be the best daddy dom for you. Support the continuation of this podcast by subscribing to Patreon backslash daddy dom podcast, where you will get access to episodes two weeks prior to them airing to the public, exclusive Q&As, and of course, your input on topics to explore on future episodes as well as special bonus episodes, exclusive only to Patreon. If you love the stories that accompany this podcast, there are over 300 of them on my personal page at patreon.com backslash inmyhandsaudio. All the links to where you can find me and other sites are in the bio of this episode. So reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And remember, Earbuds in and stay tingly. And welcome to episode one of a series of four of my interview with Sub Anya from Australia. If you haven't listened to the interview prelude that is before this episode, episode 15, I suggest you go back and listen to that one because it will give you an overview of what the next episodes in this mini-series is going to be about. And I will give a disclaimer on the episodes. It was minus 10 here in Canada, and I had the furnace on so I wouldn't freeze my balls off. <laughs> and it was plus 30 degrees Celsius in Australia at the time of this recording. And she had obviously her air conditioning and a fan on so she wouldn't sweat her tits off. So the audio quality isn't as pure as it would be right here and right now, but it's not about that. It's about the authenticity, the genuine conversation, uncut, unclipped, just a conversation between a daddy dom and a sub. And it has been my pleasure to watch her grow and blossom into the person that she has become today. In this episode, obviously, we're going to start with her introduction of how she got into the kink community and as a sub, the differences between and similarities between doms that we have within her experience and within mine, and the confidence that she has built as a sub, which I believe all subs should embrace the confidence within themselves to say yes and to say no and to find their direction of what kind of sub they are going to be as well as doms doms really have to take on the role of figuring out what kind of dom that that suits them best for their personality 
And at the end, we're going to discuss the two split personalities that sometimes some of us have within our lives, the professional side, the side that we show to our friends, family, and coworkers, and that other side that we keep to our personal life, our kink side, and how she's trying to amalgamate those two personalities and those two lives together. I'll keep this narrative short as the interview in its entirety is almost two hours long, and I'm trying to break it up into some equal parts so we can digest as we go. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did, and the chat as much. It was just incredible. Uh, you can tell it was quite smitten with the entire thing, and uh, my first hosting of an interview on a podcast, as I've been on interviews many times before, but my first time hosting. So a lot of things to learn along the way, you know, technologically and things like that, but uh, I think you'll love it just the same. Enjoy, and I look forward to your comments below. So welcome to the Daddy Dom podcast. Today I have a very special person in my life. We've known each other for I don't know how long, probably a few, three years now. And mm -hmm. her name is Anya from Down Under. And <laughs> why don't you tell, everyone knows about me already, I hope. If not, they can go back and listen to the first podcast about me. But let everybody know a little bit about you. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. It's truly such a privilege and such an honor. Um, I think we have known each other at least two, two years, if not three years now. Um, and so I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to talk with you about some very interesting topics. Um, a little bit about me, gosh, where do I begin? Um, well, I live in Melbourne, Australia, and I am, what would you say? How would you describe me? I don't know. This is always a really hard one for me. Well, you have, you have like, one of the most non-sexual privileges of a daddy dom is to watch someone, a sub, kind of grow into their sexuality experiencing mm. all the things you know find out what they like what they dislike what they want what they need what they crave all those things and so for me the experience of of knowing you over the past you know few years has been you know such a privilege to allow me into your uh exploration of your sexual desires but um a little background of where you come from you know, uh, you're a model and? Well, yes. Okay, let's go with that. Um, yeah, so I'm a model. I've been modeling since I was pretty young um, and <clears throat> sort of only within the last few years got into a lot of uh, adult kind of modeling. I would consider adults, so things like boudoir, semi-nude, etc. cetera. Um, and I've been really enjoying that. Um, Aside from modelling, I have two degrees, one in law and one in politics, and I work in a very corporate political space, um, which makes my life really interesting, I think, to also be so involved in the um, kink scene here in Melbourne, um, engage with 
kink people like yourself um, and content creators from around the world and then to also live such a quiet corporate style life is really fun it's kind of mysterious and you know not many people know about things that I do in my private life but certainly um, some of the Instagram followers get a special peek into that <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah I, th I think I do a lot of things and I think today I just want to highlight for people as well that no matter where you are even in a space like mine professionally which is so um sort of sterile uh you know you can still do things and be bold and be courageous um outside of that space because it's pretty scary to um divulge these things and be in that space when you feel like you have to uphold some sort of professional poise let's say Absolutely. And I think it's the same way where, where we all start off, you know, because, you know, kink is still taboo mm -hmm. um, and, you know, within most societies. And, you know, mm -hmm. so we have this kind of dual life that we start off with is, you know, our professional life uh, where we're around family and friends and within our the work that we do. And then we have this other kind of persona and person that we are exploring our sexuality. And I don't think that just relates to just, you know, um, a kink lifestyle or a DS lifestyle, but I think with everybody exploring themselves and, and getting to know, you know who they are sexually, mm. you know, isn't as, as open as we still want it to be. And so it's, it's nice to know that, you know, that you're able to slowly come out and reveal yourself in that way. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think you make a really good point about it not being solely the kink or the ds um you know there's so many different things under these umbrellas um that apply and different things apply to different people and you know i don't think anyone's an expert in how to navigate that world but um all we can do is try and have conversations and um you know encourage people to find what works for them absolutely that's true so uh, being self-indulgent here, how, you know, I want to go back to the beginning of how we actually connected. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into this. So um, I found you uh, on Pornhub. I don't know if you need this um, to be sterile. So let's call no, it just, PH. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, no, no. Okay. Pornhub, you can say anything you want on this. This is not monetized at all, so just let loose. Great. Okay. So, yeah, I was in a very uh, long-term relationship at the time, which wasn't really serving my sexual fantasies and desires. Um, and so I went searching on on the uh, PH and... Um, <laughs> I found you and I remember it, oh gosh, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was such a profound feeling of like, this is exactly my fantasy, you know, this is exactly what I want. Um, and from then on, I almost became obsessed with you, I think. I was, I was listening to your audios morning and night. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> 
in retrospect, you know, it probably wasn't the healthiest thing in terms of my relationship at the time. But what it did do was it made me realise that what I was currently in wasn't um, what was serving me in the best way. Um, so in many ways I have you to thank for showing me that, um, you know, what I have isn't quite what I'm after in the long term. And um, I think then I followed you on Instagram and I was like a little fangirl when you followed me back and um, we struck up good conversation uh, and it's been like that ever since. And you've seen me grow and you've seen me go from from job to job and from partner to partner and do all sorts of different things, which has just been really lovely. Like you've really been there from the very beginning. So it's it's pretty special. Uh, and you know what? I Wow. I just, <laughs> my heart just got explodes there. Just having <laughs> a small part, you know, I think with all of us, you know, it's, it's what is that spark? What's that little flame that kind of sets us on that journey, mm. you know, and to have that one little thing that goes, huh? what and yeah. you know just brings out something inside of you that you know you maybe you always knew it was there but you didn't know how to manifest it or how to bring it out and yeah. then you find this one path and it takes you on this just incredible exploration of you know the pandora's box gets opened and you can just yeah. try all the things like a kid in a candy store sort of thing and uh as i said you know it's been a, a privilege of mine to to be a small part of that uh that growth and to watch you explore all the different things for sure um so with your experiences, you now you've experienced a lot of different things. Let's let's discuss all the different types of experiences that you've had within uh, a dominant sub relationship or or a DDLG relationship, either mm -hmm. or, uh, kink and so forth. Yeah, gosh, I think I could talk about this for hours. Um, there is a lot that I've experienced, and I think when I um eventually ended that uh long-term relationship like you said it really opened pandora's box um and i learned that obviously you you cannot um force someone that you're with to try to fit into your fantasy i think there's there's a level of communication that you should have about what you're interested in and of course if the other person is willing to facilitate those things that's great but you can't always, you know, mould someone into the perfect dom or sub or whatever it might be. Um, oh, gosh, things I've experienced. Well, I got into the kink scene right after that relationship ended um, through FetLife. And that was my sort of first point of contact. I didn't really know, like, how do I find out what's going on in my um city you know um so yeah i started looking at events on there and made a a bunch of friends on there who then subsequently took me to other events where i met other people so i mean i've been to all the kink parties to the sex parties to the orgies maybe not all but <laughs> <laughs> a few <laughs> um 
and I just wanted to tick things off my list, you know. Um, and I think now I've really settled into a nice place, but it it took time for me to go through different types of relationships. So I went through, you know, um, monogamous relationships, non-monogamous, open relationships, um, relationships with couples, um, relationships with girls, queer women, um, you know, men, all different types of dynamics. Um, and, yeah, I think I've always sort of honed in on what I like, which has changed along the way, um, but I think I've refined what I like and, and now I have a really good understanding of that, which, yeah, as you know, has taken a lot of um, time and experience and practice. You say that, you say a lot of time and experience and practice, but honestly, come on, it's been like literally <laughs> two years. You've experienced more stuff than more people experience in their lifetime. And yes. I think that is so incredible that you have, you know, taken it upon yourself and empowered yourself to eat all those candies and find which ones you like and see which ones work within yourself. Because it's always really important because there's so many different styles, shapes, sizes, and, you know, and flavors to the DS community, you know, you really have to find the one that fits the best for you. So my, my question for you is, in your opinion, in your experiences that you've had in such a short period of time, what are the differences and the similarities of the styles of doms that you've had being a submissive? That's a really great question. Um, I think that there are so many layers to that question as well. Like in terms of, of differences, it's it's pretty vast. I think there are more differences than similarities. Um, in my experiences, I've realised that every dom brings to the table um, something unique and that usually comes from their personality. You know, we all have different personalities. We all have different experiences in life. Um, and I think that has a really big part to play in the kind of dom that uh, you end up being. But at the same time, I also want to highlight that it's ever evolving. It's a role that's always changing. And just like for me as a submissive, my my submissiveness is always changing. Um, but in terms of, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of specific similarities and specific differences. I think that certain people just have a sort of dominant aura to their personality in life, which often helps when you take it into a DS relationship or whether that be 24-7 or just, you know, in the bedroom. Um, and I think that's been really interesting to explore. Certain doms will utilise uh, their personality. So whether or not they are a hotshot lawyer or a, a big surgeon in the world, um, you know, these things have an impact on the way that they exude that power onto their submissive. And, um, you know, those impacts can be positive and sometimes they can be negative. And I think it's really important for us to try to recognise those differences um, I've had some experiences that have been really positive with certain doms um, who have a certain style, you know, we've got the softer doms 
and you've got the ones that are a little bit more aggressive um, or that focus on different things more, for example, punishment or reward. Uh, and I think that's been really interesting. But, yeah, for the most part, I think the, the differences have been larger than the similarities, although when it comes to similarity, it's really just a... And it's a confidence, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. I think we, we spoke about this, you know, many times is that, mm. you know, you just wish the dude had a confidence, with, not a confidence of directing and giving rules and orders and things like that, but a confidence within themselves, yeah. I think, is what, what really, you know, brought you into that world of being a submissive is just being around someone who is confident to take control of any situation whether it be in the kink community or not just even out mm -hmm. for dinner or something i think that is something that you have always said that is attract most attractive for you a hundred percent i think that self-confidence is the most important um you know i i can't be truly submissive unless i'm confident in myself that allows me to submit to someone else because if i know who i am and what I'm about and the things that I care about and my values, then I'm okay with giving up my control because ultimately, although I'm giving it up, and I know a lot of subs that are listening are likely to agree with me on this, although I'm giving up all my control, I still have that power and I know I have it, but I'm now trusting someone who I know is entirely confident in themselves to take care of me. Um, going back to that, you know, yeah. within all the, you know, learning experiences and different events that you've been to and different types of doms and, and uh, men and women that you've been with, mm -hmm. have you always felt that you were in a safe place or did you have to kind of overcome some of the fears that you had going into some of those situations? Oh, I, I definitely had to overcome fear and anxiety. And I think this is a really important thing to talk about because there is this notion that you always should feel safe and comfortable in these spaces and although I wish that was the case it's not always realistic um, sometimes you know I've encountered doms that made me feel uncomfortable and I had to remove myself from that situation um, or learn that okay uh, I need to go about this a different way, you know, especially when you're in those um, heavily populated parties, you know, and not I, I know not many people maybe have experienced that, but if you're in a space where there's a lot of people, um, it's easy to sometimes make decisions that you later think, oh, maybe I should have gone about it a different way or maybe this wasn't the best experience for me so I've certainly had those experiences but I've also had experiences with people that I've really trusted um, that you know maybe I felt anxious about doing a particular thing but I really wanted to conquer that anxiety and I've I've trusted that person to lead me down that path and that's always been really great because I feel like I've achieved something I've I've overcome a fear and um yeah, I do have a lot of anxiety sometimes, I will admit. Um, it, it changes depending on what it is. Um, at the moment, I'm having a bit of anxiety with uh, shibari and rope and all of those things are not because of 
you know, negative experiences or anything like that. It's more so my head playing games with me um, and I sort of have to overcome and try to tackle what it is that's bothering me, whether that be something from a past experience or a current anxiety or whatever it might be. So, yeah, I I, I guess I want to highlight that those things are so normal and, you know, we all have times where maybe we feel really comfortable and really like something and other times where we absolutely don't want to do that thing that we once loved. And I think you hit on a very important point. I think the misconception um, is that subs are submissive to the point where they just, you know, nod and say yes. But I Mm -hmm. don't think that's the case. I think a really true submissive who is, you know, getting a hold of themselves has that confidence and empowerment within themselves to get over those anxieties. And we all have them, even as doms. We, I mean, my Lord, I have my, my anxieties like crazy, (laughs) but you know, it's, it's, it's finding that, you know, internal fortitude to overcome those anxieties and, you know, give yourself to an experience that, um, that you'll be able to learn from and, and enjoy, or, you know, find out the good things and bad things from it. Do you find that your experience with, uh, modeling and within the professional life that you have has given you a little bit more power within that realm? Uh, I definitely think it has, um, you know, I've, I have my own insecurities, as we all do, and it's it's a misconception to assume that um, Instagram models and, you know, people that look really nice um, are always confident because they're not, at least I know I'm not. Um, but I, I think certainly, yeah, uh, the, the modelling has really given me a lot of strength and power to feel really confident with myself and my body and it's something I recommend to so many people. I mean, if you're not a professional model, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Go out um, and book yourself a photo shoot and just do it for you. Do it to feel good. Put on your favorite outfit and, you know, learn how to pose and get those photos of you because sometimes those things show you what you really can do. Um, And it's definitely given me a lot of confidence uh, to be in the the kink play space, in the DS space, etc. Um, I think that being able to give up my power and the anxiety that comes with that, um, it can be a lot. Just as the anxiety for doms, I imagine, is you know a lot of pressure. You're taking care of someone. uh, they're trusting you to take care of them and um, it comes with a lot of anxiousness so yeah I think it's really important to be self-confident but a lot of those things have helped me Um, and certainly the professional life what I enjoy is like (laughs) I remember I had this one night where um, you know during the day we had a really um, tense political campaign going on you know I was out with voters and things, um, I won't disclose too much just in case. <laughs> but I, I was, you know, I was out during the day doing all this, all this serious stuff, and then, you know, at ten p.m., I was at a kink party, and I just thought, this is the best. Like, y- you know, you have to find the confidence within yourself 
to be like, okay, yeah, I'm killing it. Like I'm, I'm doing the professional thing. I'm helping people or whatever it is that you might be doing, um, you know, and then have your little secret life. I like to, to think of it like um, have my little secret life at night, you know. But but the two, you know, play off each other so well is that, yeah. you know, you're putting yourself in a position of, of, of within people. You're having to engage people and therefore yeah. you have to have, a, uh, you know, an aura of confidence to engage people, to approach people, you know, to be on the offensive saying, hi, hello, how are you? Can I talk mm. to you? Whatever the case may be. And then in that same day, you can transfer that confidence and power to your submissive role to say no if you want to. And exactly. that's, you know, that's something that I think submissives really need to empower themselves with. And like you said, some of the small things that they can do is get that photo shoot, explore your sexuality, do it for you first before you give it to somebody else. Exactly right. And, and, you know, really building up to be able to say no is challenging. I mean, I don't think people talk about this enough. We talk a lot about consent and how important that is. And of course, it's important. But we don't talk enough about um, the feeling you get when you have to say no. And this is something that I think I have learned with experience. Um and, you know, the first few parties and relationships I had, um, it was kind of hard to, to, to say no to things because, you know, you don't want to disappoint or you're new to the scene and you don't want to come off as if you're not strong enough to do something. But I think the more you do things and the more you realise that, you know, in this space the way it should be is you can say no and if someone has a problem with that they are the problem and it's really important to recognize that um, maybe that person isn't the right person to be around you know um, but I think it's it's taken me a lot of courage to get to a point where I can just so comfortably say no I don't feel like doing that today or I'm feeling anxious about that and yeah I'm not I'm not really into that you know yeah, and you know, it does play the opposite way too. It, it translates into your personal life that, you know, you're in a very high anxiety, you know, stressful situation where you are a sub and, you know, dominance may or may not feel that you should be acting or, or, or being a certain way and then have, being, having the internal fortitude and, and, and courage to say no. That translates into your professional life and your daily life as well, you know. So within that dynamic, when you were in a DS relationships, um, did being, does a daddy dom make you feel stronger as a person in daily life? Oh, certainly. I think I can, I can confirm that 100%. I, I, I think... Um, it de it depends on the person. Like I've had certain dom sub dynamics which maybe didn't make me feel like they should have in in retrospect. Um, now that I'm in a really sort of healthy communicative dynamic, um, and I I would call it a DS dynamic. Um, 
I can recognize the differences um, of being in something that really makes me feel so strong and empowered every day and something that maybe um, was more for the benefit of the Dom at the time. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that Doms have so much power to lead their submissives in many different ways and it's really important that that is recognised. Um, it's a huge responsibility and I applaud um, daddy doms like yourself who take that on and take it in their stride because um, when I think about my current dynamic and my current relationship, um, my daddy dom has led me into such a healthy space, um, you know, has encouraged me to seek new employment opportunities, which I'm now embarking on and are going to, you know, transform my career um, alongside, you know, sexual experiences and other things that are just enriching me every day and making me really happy. So, I don't think I've experienced this level of that dynamic and I'm just really happy to be in it because I've realised, okay, this person has a lot of power. I've given them a lot of myself, but they are so confident and able to lead me in the right direction that it feels really good. Yeah, and a true dom, a true daddy dom, that's where they, that's where I get my enjoyment is leading you in the right direction it's just not a sexual thing it's mm. it's it's guiding you it's teaching you it's showing you it's 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 uh, unveiling your strengths and watching you you know grow within those strengths and and pushing you in those directions where you might have been you know tentative or whatnot and giving you the confidence and a, a true daddy dom wants to empower their sub to mm -hmm. be the best person they can be and i find that what you said is like you know in past relationships you know sometimes a dom um is self-servant you know, a new dom coming into yeah. the scene or whatever is very self-servant. They are looking for their own sexual gratification or their own gratification on their terms mm -hmm. and not recognizing that truly the truest satisfaction, the truest happiness is empowering your sub to be more, want more. And in turn, you get that trust and you get that love back from yourself a hundred percent and I, I think what i've recognized is really that there's a large difference um when it comes to being with a um a person who is maybe only just learning how to be a dom um there's a large difference between that kind of person and someone who has obviously had a bit of experience or a bit more exposure now it's, you know, it's up to the person, um, do you want to be with someone who is on this exploratory path of just now figuring out their identity within that space? That means that you do have to sacrifice certain things. You know, you're not going to get that instant gratification of, of a dom's nature because they do have to learn certain things. Um, or do you want someone that's more experienced and will sort of understand what you're after 
pretty quickly within your relationship. Um, well, and, I, and I think what you said is, you know, <laughs> and what I found with you is that you level up, right? Yeah. I, I had this. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> I got rid of that. And I leveled up and then I leveled up again. And then yeah. I, I'm finding out what, you know, fits my person. And you know what? I, I found the same way, you know, um, you know, I'm a daddy dom. I just might not be your daddy dom, your style of daddy dom. And I've encountered yeah. that too, where I've encountered subs that were maybe a little bit too extreme for me, maybe a little bit too bratty for me. Maybe, mm. you know, that just did not fit what I liked in a sub or what yeah. I wanted in a sub. And I had to say, um, eh, not for me moving on. I hope you find what you're looking for. Um, but this is not going to work. Yeah. And, and that's okay. You know, like with any relationship, even a normal, say monogamous vanilla relationship, however you want to describe it, you know, two people might not get along or might not gel well I think um you know Ben I'm just trying to find someone like you in my area and it's, <laughs> it's proving really difficult but I think I'm getting there <laughs> I set the I set the bar high did I yeah you did you did uh, and I'm, I'm just <laughs> with each one I'm like yeah you're not you're not quite on Ben's level it, it has to go up <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're Flesh. So here's a question for you. Do daddy doms have to be fit the persona um, of being older to be a daddy dom? And there you have it. The opening episode of my four-part series with my conversation with Anya from Down Under. I hope you are enjoying it as much as I am. We covered a lot in this first introductory episode and we'll be continuing on that journey as we talk about subspace, uh, the requirements of a sub thereafter and during, and also the uh, requirements of the DOM, of what uh, the responsibilities are and the recognition of those responsibilities as well. I hope you join me next episode as we continue on this conversation, which is very enlightening for me and uh, just a great conversation to have. So join me next time on the Daddy Dom Podcast. Earbuds in, stay tingly. For more on the Daddy Dom Podcast, subscribe to patreon.com backslash daddydompodcast and all the tingles at patreon.com backslash in my hands audio. I'll see you next week right here on Daddy's Lap. Be a good girl.